you are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, we are going to speak about energy coaching, about mindfulness. And my guest is Gul Sonmes. She's a transformational energy coach. She's internationally renowned for her ability to channel people's past traumas and buried memories so they can overcome anxiety, self-doubt, and stress in order to live aligned, purposeful lives. Great. Hi, Gul. It's amazing to have you on Ideas and Leaders. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So your topic uh, is so interesting because I think that so many people need it. We are not thinking, especially in business and majority of our listeners are in business. We're not thinking about energy. We're not thinking about spirituality a lot. We are thinking about achieving our goals, going for it. And uh, we have some problems on the way. So how how did you discover that working with energy can actually help us to to overcome our problems? Yeah, it's exactly as you said. Actually, I was very success driven. Um, I was graduated from good university. I had a really good career. I was developing in my career. But it's this year, actually, 2023 is my 10th year in my own healing journey. And back that time, uh, I was having a great promotion in my career. I was very young to promote. Right now I'm 38. That time I was 28. Um, I became a manager. You know, I had my company car. I had my team. The life was really, really cool. Uh, but like everyone, uh, my journey started actually by getting sick. So sometimes we just do not realize that it's all about energy and we need to read these messages. We need to understand. It started with only small little diseases. Like I was hurting my knee, like meniscus out of nowhere. Then I was hurting my ankle. But when I started to have uh, serious symptoms on my body, I realized that I need to change something. And then around that time, I actually, I didn't want to get surgery. <laughs> and I'm very left bra- uh, left brain focused. I'm I really care about science. I didn't believe in any kind of this work, uh, but I didn't want to get a surgery. Uh, so this is why I started this journey, actually. No. Oh, so how how did you um, start with with the energy uh, healing, energy coaching? What uh, what was your path to to yeah. healing? So my path took quite long because first five years, I was not interested in sharing it with anyone. Again, there I was very corporate mindset. I was just using all these beautiful energies just for myself. And I was using them to manifest different things in my life. And I, I loved it. And I was just using it for myself. And I realized I could manifest what I want and change my life. Of course, it was not easy and it didn't happen overnight. But I get out of a marriage that I was not feel aligned. I changed my job. I changed the country that I'm living in. I realized that when I do the internal shifts, external is always shifting. And because of 
that I was obsessed with it. I was just reading books and practicing and working with different healers and psychics. And they were always telling me that one day I'm going to be a healer. And I was like, no, I'm going to be a marketing director. <laughs> I was a marketing <laughs> manager that time. I was like, no, no, I know my path. I'm in the corporate. Uh, but they were always telling me and I was just into these things and I was just just learning more and more for myself. But uh, five years after the journey that I started for myself and all the people I work with, they were really pushing me to work with others. And I didn't have this reason to work with others because I was also happy with my career. Uh, but one of my friend's son uh, get a brain tumor surgery and he was in coma after the surgery. He was half paralyzed. He was actually my first client. When the mother asked me, I couldn't say no. I really wanted to say no, but I couldn't say no. And I started working with him first and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but uh, I love Rumi. Rumi really shaped my path, the poet. And there's an amazing quote, what you seek is seeking you. I think although it looks like I was healing this boy, he was healing me. And it made me to open up to this idea that I can share it with people. And Luxembourg is a very small country. <laughs> and the, the news was out there. Then I started to have some demand. And I worked with one person, the second person, the third person. And on the way, I just start to realize what I'm a bit better so first I was doing it face to face and I was touching people, but uh, my path is actually I can hear things a bit better and I perform so good if I don't see you at all. <laughs> if I can just tune into your energy and read your energy body and just focus on what I hear rather than trying to catch with my left brain again. Ah, is she feeling sad now or is she looking good now? So when I get rid of it completely, I realize that I can perform better than uh, one of my clients accepted this idea, actually. I said, look, I just think I'm better this way. And I started doing sessions just over the Zoom before the pandemic. <laughs> so I transferred to this before the pandemic. And from there, actually, I can say I learned on the path. Last five years, I worked with so many people from different backgrounds. And I learned a lot with those sessions, actually. But if you did this interview three years ago, I would never, never tell that I was able to channel or hear because that time... I thought it was crazy. Like I could never say these things. People would make fun of me. And because I was thinking, of course, people were making fun of me when I tell those things. Because again, always the internal reflects external. So I had to work always on myself as well. I'm a constant believing in self-development. I think we are always work in progress. And everything brought me to today. Wow, you have such an inspirational story. I think that many people listening to us, they think that, oh, energy healing is uh, woo-woo, something that I don't understand and will never understand. And maybe this is something uh, that just people imagine to themselves. But in fact, many people are using it and find it really useful for themselves. Uh, also use the services of energy healers for their businesses. Yeah. So how can... Uh, how can you explain maybe I don't know in a simple language, let's say for people who are not into this, how can actually energy coaching help with uh, real life and business goals? Yeah, yeah, very great question. So they can think that it's always about mind, body and soul together. So when we do those three areas of our lives, then we really see tangible <laughs> not just I'm feeling good it's like I was hating this job and I'm in a new job I was stuck in this relationship I'm in a new relationship um, I wanted to 
change the country I am and now I have all these opportunities so I'm talking about tangible shifts in the life so everyone that I work with if you want to achieve some tangible shifts wherever you are stuck in your life whatever the topic you always need to work on mind body and soul so usually in corporate life we're pretty trained on to work on the mind we know how to do it we know that our mind is very present and we know at least most of us know that okay we need to train our mind so this kind of uh, practices can help you to combine these three Meaning that you can really tap into this divine energy, whatever you call it. You can call creator, mother nature, divine energy, the creator of all that is. Whatever you call that you believe greater than you, these practices kind of teach you and train you how to tune into this energy, which you already have, which you already know. It kind of helps you to get this get this through the source so that you can actually feel your body more. You can actually shift your beliefs a bit faster and you can combine those three in one pot. And when you combine those three in one pot and body actually here represents being able to take action <laughs> because it's not just we sit and meditate uh, every day and things happen for us. I wish there is such a spiritual practice. <laughs> There's none. Uh, so it's all about combining this. I think energy coaching or any kind of energy work kind of melts those three in one pot mm -hmm. yeah so we need uh, of course if we use the services of someone like you who is an experienced person that can guide us it will be much easier but do you think that we can do something ourselves if we want to combine uh, those three parts of us if we want to receive this inner guidance for ourselves what can we do are there any practices that you can recommend to us for us to achieve our goals to to get rid of our problems yeah yeah yes 100 because you cannot always work with someone none of your life crisis crisis will hit you okay i have a session now my crisis come and hits me it doesn't happen like this usually the crisis hit us when we are alone usually it happens at night all my crisis hits me when i'm alone at night and i'm crying on the kitchen floor and i'm just begging them to help me and i didn't see anyone who has a major life crisis just before our session So this is why it is really, really important to learn these techniques, actually, because these kind of sessions will not take away all your fears. <laughs> these kind of sessions, they're not a magical pill that you take and tomorrow everything will be different. I think it's really important to understand these kind of sessions or when you start to work with yourself, it teaches you how you can cope with your struggles and how you can shift them to opportunities so that you don't feel stuck. So you know that you can move on no matter what is happening in the life. And sometimes the life is so sunny and it's amazing and it's easier to move on. And sometimes there's a huge wind against you and all you need to do is ride the waves. So I think the first thing is to look at these practices from this perspective because if you look at them some magical pill is going to change me it's so far i never seen a healing like that and it's my 10th year i tried everything <laughs> and i'm still trying so this is one thing second thing so working with yourself is the basic um and i always say all to my clients the basics work but because they're so basic we don't do it so i'm sure all of your listeners know the importance of gratitude 
Like everybody is telling how important it is. But when you really ask people, but do you really do it every day? Do you really take a time every night to write down the 10 things that you're grateful for and why? They usually say, yeah, no, I just do it here and there. But when you start, for example, it's a very basic practice. It's a very basic mindfulness tool or energy medicine tool. Uh, when you do is actually gratitude is this simple an easy recipe to help you to break the loop. If you're in depressed, if you think that everything is falling apart, first you, it helps you to come back to now, so that so that from now you can create where you want to go. This is one thing, for example. Second thing, there are tons of meditations out there. We can also give to your listeners as well. There are meditations, for example, for 10 minutes, you only balance and align your chakras so that you feel this energy. You feel the mother earth or you feel this divine energy is more in your body so that you have less blocks in your body. And when people start to do it at first, of course, their mind goes to their shopping list in meditation. Their mind goes to their to-do list. They say that oh, I cannot do it. Everyone that I work with start the same. But after some time, you just realize you can connect better and you can really silence your mind better. Meditation is the second big thing that you can do. And the third one, uh, one of my favorite is just journaling. You can use either a guided journaling approach, which kind of asks you some questions so you can go to the deepest reason of the roots. But uh, uh, anyone on everything that triggered you, you can journal. If you journal three page, usually you know why it triggered you. So it's also an amazing tool that we can use. And there are so many books, self-help books that are written in a way so that you can take these journeys by yourself out there. Uh, they can just start reading those books. If you want, I can name books, actually. <laughs> One is Yes, from... yeah. So what? maybe you can recommend a couple of books so that uh, we can include it also under the episode, uh, the recommendations from you. Yeah. So for the self-help, like the books, books that you can read, but at the same time, you can do start doing practices is one of them is Louis Hay. Uh, you can heal yourself is one of the, the best sellers of all times. And there's a reason for it because this affirmation work uh, really, really work. Um, and she kind of takes you to this journey. This is one. The second one is um, The Journey from Brandon Bass, I guess. I'm not very sure about the name. <laughs> Brandon Bass, I'm sure, but I read it in, in Turkish. So I think it should be the English translation should be The Journey. It also takes you, it has this exercise in it. And my favorite to do this exercise is Debbie Ford, um, uh, The Dark Side of Light Chasers. I did that book. I think second or third year of after I started healing. Um, I remember buying that book. I went on a first, uh, after my divorce, went on a first holiday with myself uh, with that book. And I bought a journal with it. And I just journaled all through because the book kind of guides you in order to look at your dark side, in order to find your dark and light side. Um, those three are really, really good place to start. Mm, thank you for those recommendations because just today I was, planning a long journey next month and I was thinking what should I do during this journey <laughs> so during those long flights now I know I'll get the books I'll get the journals and I will I will definitely do this I will let you know when I when I'm Please done <laughs> so uh what we can do is we kind of li listen um we can listen to ourselves more right so as, as you said we need to uh, use this those mindfulness tools meditate listen to ourselves listen to our intuition more 
journal our thoughts, write down our thoughts. And uh, how how can, uh, because I think that uh, some of the listeners, they don't understand. So how can meditation and sitting quietly and not doing nothing help us to actually achieve our goals faster because you know if we move faster if we if we uh, do something all the time from morning to evening then we will achieve our kpis faster probably uh, so how why th- this approach is more effective yeah it's a very great question usually you can only understand it after you start uh, practicing it because when you start practicing it you start to see how it affects actually but I'm not talking about if you have big major crisis or trauma, for example, I was going through a divorce or or through illnesses, then of course seek for help. So I'm not talking about those things because when you work with a professional, of course, if you have such a baggage, they help you to get rid of this trauma a bit faster than you did yourself. But for all the other things, um, so meditation for me, it really helps you to tune in to your inner wisdom, which you already have. But sometimes we don't listen. And most people are highly intuitive. And I see it with women. They're already intuitive, actually. But because they don't listen to their intuition, and because we're not raised to listen to our intuition, we're raised to look at the charts, we're raised to look at the data. And I'm coming from this culture. (laughs) I work with one of the most data-driven companies in the world, so I really, really get it. But sometimes when you just tune in, um to your inner self and you, when you ask these questions you have all the answers but then it's a choice you want to listen to those answers or not because when i talk about intuition people always think my intuition is going to be so calm and it's going to tell me to do something and i'm going to do it and i'm going to be happy it is not like that because usually uh, for transformation for tangible shifts you need to get out of your comfort zone you need to try the things you have a little bit fear around those things we all have fear um and these kind of things make you realize where you need to put your focus or what you need to do and sometimes when you hear this message it comes to your heart you immediately in milliseconds your ego just comes and say 10 reasons why you cannot do it or why you shouldn't do it so it's this is why it's really important to hold yourself accountable at this point okay although that i'm scared I'm going to do this action. So I think this is why all this coaching and Nasr exists to help people to make them accountable to do what they already know. Yes, definitely. It is so important to have someone who will hold you accountable because sometimes we know the right things to do, but we are not doing it. Even uh, with such simple example as uh, sports, we know that in order to be fit and healthy, we need to work out four to five times a week. But without coach and trainer, sometimes it is so hard to find the motivation to do it. So yeah, same thing here. And uh, I know that you're also doing the mindfulness workshops in the companies. So what are you usually covering during those workshops? So we already mentioned the meditation. Um, what else? What else can we introduce into our working day, or maybe in the mornings or in the evenings, yeah. to 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 make make our day more effective? Yeah. So actually, those mindfulness workshops are born when I was working. When I was working in my corporate job, I also started to have my healing job. 
So I was doing at night just healing session and through the day my work. And then this this healing work became so big. I went to my employer and I said, look, can I go part-time because this is growing? And they let me to go to part-time. That time I was working in Amazon headquarters in Luxembourg. So I was working part-time there and doing my other work. And then pandemic, pandemic situation came and we were all stuck in little tiny houses with lots of responsibilities and everyone was extremely burned out. Uh, at this time, my manager came to me, David, um, and he said, Good, look, I know you're doing a great job with your clients. Can you just create something about the topic mindfulness so that it can help the employees during this time? And I said, yes, I can, because I love, I love, I love this topic. So I created some series about procrastination. Why do we procrastinate? Because we don't procrastinate because of time. We procrastinate because of our fears. Like you say, we want to start the diet we, or sport. We think that we don't have time. But maybe deep inside, when you're getting skinnier or thinner or fit, you're scared that you're going to leave your partner. <laughs> it's a good reason to procrastinate. Or you're scared that your coworkers will see and judge you saying that uh, she's not working enough, she has all the time. So usually we procrastinate because of fear. So I wanted to tell this story and I did a workshop on this one and they loved it and they asked me to do more. And then the second topic I picked was um, neck pain. Because most people in the companies, they have neck pain or back pain or shoulder pain. And most of my struggles come through my own spine system. So this is why I'm so, so into the pain of the spine. I wanted to tell them the emotions that are stuck on the neck or, neck or on the shoulder. So we just blame the company or the work. Of course, there's a bit effect on just sitting on the computer, but there's also a bit emotional effect where you need to look at it emotionally if you have different pains in different parts of your body. And the other thing that uh, I'm doing is just manifestation because now the corporate world is changing and people more open to, to explore this energy healing and manifestation is actually a very good balance of both feminine and masculine energies because you put put to action uh, but at the same time you just believe you use the law of attraction so this is one topic we do and lastly um, I'm working with female leaders on feminine energy uh, we're just doing workshops um, that are helping women how to lead with feminine energy because we are so used to lead with our masculine side we just need to balance both because but we don't know how to balance because we killed one side completely feminine energy in the workspace in order to balance first we need to take it up we need to embrace it we need to bring to our life uh, so this is another topic that i work in the mindfulness practices with different companies or organization and it's amazing to see that the companies are open for it. And I remember in one of my recent workshops, I just planned one live meditation. And after the live meditation, they came and they say, we're going to skip the lunch break. Can we do another meditation? <laughs> I like, okay, let's go for another meditation. Yes, yeah, so I do all sorts kind of things. They are a combination of my corporate life because I worked in corporate world for 15 years. <laughs> and um, so I know this corporate stress and I know... Um, that it's an amazing opportunity for us to shift the, a bit our mindsets and bring those basic techniques to the workspace. So it's a combination of my years in corporate life, actually. Wow, this is so great that you're doing those things. And I just love hearing that corporations are open to this, that this is completely a new level of developing your employees and investing in your employees. I think that this is something that 
we really need to develop in our organizations to develop our employees holistically, not only, okay, let's learn how to do, I know, Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations, but also how you can develop as a person, how you can be more effective, not only at work, but also at home in your personal life. So yeah, really love it. Uh, so Gul, uh, how in order to uh, sum up our discussion, what would you recommend to our listeners, maybe several practices, several small things to introduce to their everyday life so that they are better with mindfulness, with their energy, they're more aligned? Yeah, I always say the basics are the best. So I'm just going to sum up the basics. The basics are if you're not doing any meditation, please start from somewhere and don't force yourself to do one meditation that everybody does because there are different types of meditations and we're all wired differently. For example, for some people, the mantra meditations where you just say om, om, for example, helps. But for some people, it doesn't resonate. Then you can try guided meditations where it kind of helps your mind to focus on one topic or you can try silence meditations so just try different types of meditations uh, and just find out which one uh, is the one that you like uh, but don't give up and just give yourself some time it's like a muscle <laughs> you build it over time in the first one nobody uh, meditates directly it's, it's a time you you can build that muscle. This is one thing. Second thing I always say, please, please make sure that you write all the time. Because especially for busy corporates, like brain dump, writing, whatever is holding your mind can help you. Sometimes when you cannot sleep, you have so many thoughts, so many pressure on your projects or everything. I always say, just get up and put everything on a paper. There's magic in it because you just brain dump so that you can really calm down. There's magic in writing. I always say, make sure that you have a little journal you can write everywhere. And the other thing is just to start with their amazing self-help books. Um, the, the ones that we mentioned, you can start with these practices. You can start with those uh, little exercises that are already guided to you. So those are, I would say, the basics that everybody, everybody should do. And if you want to explore more in details, of course, then you can reach out to some people um, to work more, more in these topics. Perfect. And if our listeners want to reach out to you and ask you more questions, where can they find you? Yeah, the best way to find me is my uh, website is purposefulvibes.com. Uh, I'm writing um, weekly newsletters based on the energy, based on what's happening on this week, um, because I just realized all my clients usually come with similar topics, although they're all living in different parts of the world. <laughs> the energy that they come is always the same for that particular week so this made me start to write newsletters about those those energies of the week uh so they can follow me through these newsletters if i do a meditation night or if i talk about a book that i read or if i want to give some extra tips about any type of the <clears throat> healing journey i'm always sharing it through my newsletter so if they just uh, opt in the meditation in this um, in the show notes, they can reach out to my newsletters. And from social media, I'm only using Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm active on those two accounts. Perfect, perfect. So we will definitely put all your links under the episode so that our listeners can directly connect to you after listening to us. So thank you very much, Gil, for uh, being on Ideas and Leaders. It was very inspiring conversation. Thank you and good luck with what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm really happy <laughs> to share all these things. 
Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders. See you in the next episode.